Play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. And I've got milk duds in my mouth. Yes! What a better, uh, I can't think of a better way to start the show then, yeah? Oh yeah, getting that sweet sugar rush. (laughs) Gotta get up the juice to get through the show, because we got a lot of cool stuff to get to. But what else is new, right? Well, a lot of stuff is new, if you know what I'm talking about. Yes, and to get right into it, before we get to those new tracks, let's get into some new releases. My list is by no means updated. I got so much shit to go through. Been extremely busy. Wish I could keep up. Uh, I'm hoping to get back to keeping up, but until then, we're going to get what we got. Uh, We will uh, get a couple of the 22nd. We'll start on the 22nd. The Suicide Machines and their split with Coquettish came out. Uh, 22, that's 20, and number 2, Dismissed, is what they released on Melodic Punk Style. Bastard Squad released Hideaway EP. Violent Way released Bow to None, It's Awesome. No Fun at All released uh, It's Not a Problem, which is a single on on Spam Records. Uh, United Sound Crew released Fure Emer Solidarity, which is a single. Glass, G-L-A-A-S, released Qualm on Static Shock Records on the 23rd. Strike First released War, It's Awesome, did a couple tracks from it on the last show that came out on the 25th. British Columbia Bobber LP uh, on Rebellion Records, that was a compilation, came out on the 25th, and both of those came out on the 25th, actually came out on vinyl in June, but officially on digital for everybody else to get if you didn't order them from Rebellion Records just last week. Loma Prieta, they released Sunlight, which is a single on 26th, 100% Bavovna. They they released uh, This Is Fine, and the band did say that I was pronouncing that correctly for anybody that is out there. Uh, So, yeah, I got it right. (laughs) Uh, The Dope Dope Dollies, they released Na 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 Na. It's a single on the 27th. Uh, B. Engel and the Turbo Jugend. Did I say it right this time? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, which is Jugend. Super Sheriff. That was a single they released called Stay Hard, Run Free. Stick to Your Guns released Spectre on the 29th. Funeral Chic released Roman Candle. We'll get to more of that later in the show. The Gaggers released Shockwave on the 29th. Rig Time released Reborn on the 29th. Oh, I forgot to look up Lawmaker and the uh, their split with Haymaker on the 29th. The Resistors released GTFO, which is an EP on Die Hipster Records. Sally Pepper, that was on the 31st. Sally Pepper released Factually Incorrect EP on Horn and Hoof Records on the 1st. The Snarks released Fin, F-I-N, on the 1st. Buran released Buran Deluxe EP on Mebzu Records. On the first, Voice of Addiction will be releasing Divided States. We played a track, an uh, early release track, a couple months ago. So definitely looking forward to checking out the rest of that. The Interrupters, we've also played some early release tracks of it uh, from In the Wild, which will be on Hellcat Records. That'll be on the 5th this Friday. Dagger Threat is releasing Weltschmerz. 
which is on BDHW Records on the 5th. Rikers will be releasing. Ours was A Noble Cause. Also on BDH, or BD, yeah, BDHW Records. Uh, what else is on? Oh, the Flatliners. Sorry, skipped one. <laughs> Flatliners released New Ruin on Fat Records. They will be on the 5th. Life's Question will be releasing full World Full Of on Triple B Records on the 8th. Shiva, and that's S-H-I-I-V-A, is releasing Cyclone on Wiretap Records on the 12th. And uh, Concrete Ties, it's a little further out. Unrecognizable, it's an EP on Upstate Records. That's what I got. Eric, what do you have to add? Well, I'm extremely excited for the new Flatliners coming out. I can't wait to hear the rest of that. Also, I got a list. I still have on my radar the Stick to Your Gun Spectre album. I still got to listen to that. And yeah, Funeral Chic. I've been listening to Roman Candle for uh, quite quite a few repetitions the last couple of days. But I will be talking about that a little bit later. Um, and yeah, of course, the uh, Arm for Apocalypse and Lamb of God songs that are uh, you know. I talked to, I talked about how they were coincidentally conjoined, right? <laughs> yeah, and how they are set to be released in October, like the albums of which those respective singles came from. Um, anyway, some uh, new, some other new releases on the first, the grindcore band Disease, along with Effluvia, did a split together. On the fifth, the Interrupters are releasing Live in the Wild. I'm excited for that one. The Yep, once again, the singles that have uh, preceded this album are showing some promise. And, yeah, like I said, the f- the Flatliners record that will be coming out that same day. And also Defcon Zero. And I'll be talking about them in just a few minutes here. But on the 9th, they are set to release their album, Music for Glue Sniffers, Terrorists, and the Mentally Ill. And there is a bit of a story behind that album. But in due time. Uh, also, uh, jumping ahead further into the month of August, on the 19th, both... Russian Circles and Orthodox will be releasing their new albums. Russian Circles releasing Genosis, that's how I pronounce it, and Orthodox <clears throat> releasing Learning to Dissolve. I listened to the first few Orthodox singles uh, today, actually, and oh, they're sounding as brutal as ever. So I'm excited to see how the rest of the record is going to turn out. <laughs> So that's all I got for uh, new releases on my end. So maybe I should start talking about one. I think that's a great idea. Okay, rolling back to uh, Defcon Zero. They are a band from the UK. They were uh, uh, they were a sort of street punk band that was founded in the in the two thousands, late two thousands into the twenty tens, and they released their album in twenty twelve. That was the aforementioned music for glue sniffers, terrorists, and the mentally ill. However, it was only released in the UK. And Monsieur John Feeney from uh, Americant Records, you know, the drummer for Soldiers of Destruction. Yeah. And I've exclaimed multiple times how much I love that band. Right. <laughs> and also how much I really love that label and what John is doing. So he basically, he got this, the, the rights and the tracks to this record and is now doing an international release via Americant Records. So... Technically, it's a new release. That's awesome. It's as in it's new to us. If you're over in the UK, you may know exactly who I am talking about on this uh, on this band, the Defcon Zero. But yep, 
John is the man. He sent it out to me. He was like, hey, give these guys a little bit of a plug, will you? Oh, I'm going to. I listened to the albums, every individual track that were sent to me in like drop, a Dropbox folder. And yeah, there was uh, 14 songs on that record. Some of them were long. Some of them were... <clears throat> Some of them were very short. Some of them sounded a bit like Discharge. Others sounded a bit more like The Exploited. And I gotta say, the guitar, it's very interesting. When it's uh, deep, it sounds like Discharge. But when it's uh, more, not exactly high pitch, but sort of like in the middle between high and low, it sounds like a Bad Religion song. Like the tone sounds like something I hear off of uh, Stranger Than Fiction or 10 in 2010. And, but... Had it not been for the fuzz, the little background sort of griminess in there, that's what makes it sound like a D-beat okay. guitar riff. So it's really walking that fine line. It's like, yeah, we have a bit of a melodic edge, but we're still working that fuzz of the of the discharge old guard. Nice. So, I mean, the whole album is really great, but I had to go with the uh, title track, as this one just had... Probably the catchiest riff in the chorus. Uh, the chorus had the catchiest riff on this album, in my opinion. And I haven't listened to it a few times. This is the one that really stuck out. And I'm like, well, yeah, let's do this one. Let's do this one. It was a toss-up between this one and uh, another song whose title is uh, Escaping Me. But if you want to ch- check out the rest of the tracks, keep your eyes peeled f- for this album coming out on the 9th. It'll get its first international release. So here is music for glue sniffers, terrorists, and the mentally ill. Let's go! 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I hadn't had a chance to listen to it yet. You send them over to me today to get this ready, and I didn't have a chance, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, so it was a surprise to all. Right? <laughs> and, and, yeah, it was a surprise to me when, uh, you know, when John sent me those... Uh, uh, what the, sent me those tracks? I listened to the first three, and I'm like, "Oh wow, these guys! This showing some promise. These guys are heavy." Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for uh, the full release of that album. As in, I can listen to it without having to go back, select another file, and then have to keep track over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm just I'm just excited that more people are going to be discovering this band. <clears throat> Me and, too. That's awesome. Yep, Defcon Zero. You heard it here, folks. If you're if you're anywhere else than the UK in this world, then <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> right. You just got a taste of some of the latest UK '82 style street punk from well the UK. <laughs> yep, it's not dead. By it's way of uh, American Records, right? Yep. Thank you, John, for sharing that with me. You're the man. You're the you're the guy <laughs> with the plugs. All right. Well, next new track, we're not going to go far. We're going to go to Gloucester in the UK since we were just in the UK, and the band is called Picture Frame Seduction. Uh, they started as a band in 1978, and uh, this particular release, Suicide Run, is on Violated Records. Uh, Pat from Violated Records, Violent Society, uh, Battalion Zoska, a lot of great projects, just awesome. You know, if you're familiar with uh, punk music in Philly, you probably already know Pat, but if you're not, uh, well, he sent us a bunch of music a couple years back. We played a bunch then. He sent us a bunch more music, and over the next handful of episodes, I'm going to get to it because I'm going to be going through the music. I've got two of the bands on this episode. One we're going to play right now, which is Picture Frame Seduction. And again, like I said, uh, the release was, came out July 1st this year, Suicide Run. Uh, we're going to check out a track from it. Then you can go check out the rest. The track on Suicide Run is Demolition. Again, the band's called Picture Frame Seduction.
Demolition! Demolition! Demolition. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, definitely go check out that release. And like I told you, the band started way back in 1978, longer than Eric or I have been around. <laughs> so th- there's definitely some music to go check out. Well, I can say that, yeah, 1978, and it sounds like it. <laughs> it really does, right down to the production being very uh, you know, minimalist. Right. And, I, and it works It works in their favor. It sounds like it was uh, created back in the day. And, and yeah, you could have, uh, yeah, you could have fooled me in saying that these guys had not started all the way back then. Because it sounds, the energy is still there. Right. Absolutely. Uh, good release. Go check them out. It was released on Violated Records. Great record label. A lot of great releases. We'll get to more of that throughout well, later in this show and throughout uh, quite a few of the next shows. Next band that we're going to play, uh, some new music's going to be coming out. I don't have the release date. I think it might be August 12th, but we'll get more information for the next episode on that. Uh, but what I did come across, thanks to Christoph in the band... Uh, Crazy in the Brains is the name of the band. They did a. They actually had another new track that came out in March, but he sent me a video for this, which I hadn't seen yet. And Crazy in the Brains released Punk Rocker, a video for it, and the single last year, October 15th of 2021, was the release for this. And then the video, I think, was pretty close to somewhere around there. The video is awesome. I recommend going and watching the video. Uh, a track that I hadn't seen before because I'm not familiar with the band Teddy Bears, but there's a band called Teddy Bears that feature Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop's doing all the vocals for it. Well, it's this track mm-hmm. called Punk Rocker, and there's some reference to it, and so I went and watched that video as well, and I, I recommend watching both the original Teddy Bears with Iggy Pop, cool track. If I had only seen that, I thought, cool. Well, you know what? I think that Crazy in the Brains, their video's better, for me, my personal own personal taste and the the track, I think they did a, a great job. Like I said, new music's coming. This is a cool band from Jersey City in New Jersey. Uh, it's one of those bands that I know have been around. Uh, me and Eric were talking before we did the show, and the band appears on punk rock bowling flyers and stuff like that. And it's there's a handful of those bands out there that I know I've seen the name so many times, just haven't got around to checking them out. Well. I'm glad I did check them out now. They've got a lot of other music I look forward to checking out, plus the new stuff coming out soon. Like I said, I think it's August 12th, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'll confirm on the next episode. Let's check out that track, though, that cover, and then you can go check out the video on your own. Crazy in the Brains, this is Punk Rocker. Driving down the street I'm bored with looking good I got both hands on the wheel The cops are coming No fear 
Rocker, go check out that track. It was released, like I said, as a single, but they had a new one, other new one back in March. Another new one's coming up. And if it is the first time you have listened to them, like myself, there's some more music to go check out, which I plan to do. And, real quick correction uh, information that I got while we were talking about picture frame seduction, because I was in a rush to get shit put together for the episode today. I was incorrect. It wasn't released July 1st of 2022. It was actually released in 2019, so not that long ago, but it's not a newer track. I placed it there. I guess we're just not playing quite as many new tracks on this episode. That's what it is. (laughs) Still great. Uh, New for me, even though the band came out in 79, new for me listening to it, thanks to Pat. Uh, And yes, everything else I said about the band was accurate, but I did have the incorrect release date, so... Uh, go oh, check it out shame, still. Shame. I know. I <laughs> fucked it up. But still good stuff. It's not that old. It's only about three years old. So mm-hmm. check it out. Speaking of older or lesser known items, we're going to move on from the new stuff to that stuff. Well, what yeah. do you have? Well, before we move on, I just wanted to say something about that uh, punk rocker song. It had a very interesting, uh, oh, yeah. I guess, uh, vibe to it. Right? And that, yeah, it's... Uh, it's Iggy is singing about yeah I'm a punk rocker but the but the backing track is just so soothing and a little right? bit more serene and and it's very interesting getting a man like a Iggy Pop who would arguably 
arguably been there at the planting of the seeds of the genre. Right. So the way that the music sounds and the way that he, how he's singing, he's more reserved and his inflections aren't as like, you know, punchy as your average Stooges track. It just sounds like a, like an old punk rocker, which he is just kind of sitting and reminiscing about the days of old. And just kind of thinking, yeah, I'm a punk rocker. Right. You know, not exactly being uh, uh, nostalgic or like longing for the past, but just kind of thinking, uh, just reminiscing about those times. Just feeling, yeah, yeah, did some crazy shit, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I agree. And Christoph did a great job doing the vocals on this track. I recommend listening to both. You can hear Iggy do it with the teddy bears and... Christoph doing it as he would with Crazy and the Brains. Let's get on to your older, lesser known. What do you got? Okay, yeah, we went from uh, UK to Jersey, and now we're going to Austria. Nice. (laughs) And that actually is pretty funny because there is a lyric in this upcoming track that goes, from the UK to Germany, Germany, from France to Austria, Austria. That's awesome. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, the... The band I'm talking about is a band I have talked about before on this show in my, back in the early days when I was uh, just starting up on this podcast. It's a band from uh, Volka, uh, how do you pronounce that? Volklabruck? Yes, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, Volklabruck <laughs> in Austria, a band called the Forum Walters. And the Forum Walters, I saw them uh, twice when they played here. And as far as I know, those were the only two times they had performed in Salt Lake before they uh, broke up sometime in... 2016, I want to say it was, it was somewhere in the middle of the 2010s, and I'm uh, I was really bummed out because I really love these guys. I love their music. Their album Later Hosen Punk is one of my favorite punk records that came out in the 2010s. That's awesome. And and yeah, that was the album that I uh, that I played on the show way back then. I don't even remember which year that was <laughs> at this point, but they still have some. Yeah, they still have some awesome tracks, and now I feel that enough time has passed that I am quite due for another little bit of uh, splurging and uh, gushing about this band. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they they have another album that they released in uh, 2010 called Rejected. Uh, it's a longer album than that of Lederhosen Punk. I think it's uh, maybe four tracks longer. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> But there are a lot of great ones on there. But the one in particular that stands out to me is the song Modern Transylvania. And it sticks out to me mainly because when they played it live, they always closed with this song. And there's a and the chorus goes, get up, get up, get up, get up. And it's and it just repeats on that. And during the last chorus, it just goes into a bit of a lull. And they're just like, get up, get up, get up, get up. And they take this chance live to actually just pause the just pause everything relating to the lyrics while the music's going on in the background they're like all right everybody get down get down on the ground we're going to we're going to jump up when we say get up <laughs> that's my poor austrian accent <laughs> <laughs> good effort I, I would say you're doing great for eastern europe how's uh, that yes for eastern europe <laughs> especially now they need to they need all the uh greatness they can get just the reminder of them being great and forum walters are great they they were but on the record they still are 
And yeah, this song, it was fun to listen to live. It's so fun on the album, but for reasons, obviously, I love it a lot more live because, yeah, the energy is there. Everybody gets down, and then when the song kicks back up, everyone's just jumping. It was great. They really knew how to hold over a crowd. So, yeah, I built it up enough. Here's Modern Transylvania from Fordham Walters. <laughs> tear those fuckers down yes <laughs> so yeah the four of walters they were just so they were just so fun to see live and i love in that song just how they alternate off of the vocals between all the three uh 
all the three technical front man, the uh, front people, because one of them is a lady, <laughs> the bassist and the guitarist, respectively. And they just had such a good attitude. They were so they were just so such nice people, really approachable. And and yeah. Yeah, I got no more I got no more really to say about the four of Walters, but I do have kind of a fun memory that I'm going to bring up uh, later in the show because it does tie into another song that I have on this uh <clears throat> that I have chosen on this episode, but we'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> awesome. Well, my track for this section, I could have reversed technically the this track and then that picture frame seduction track because Born Shit Stirs, uh, they released Overworked EP 917, so September 17th of last year, 2021. Technically, it's less than a year old. I guess it's newer, but we're playing it here because I goofed up. So uh, Born Shit Stirs, Overworked EP came out in September last year. They're from Fukuoka, Fuku. Fukuoka, Japan. Fukuoka? Fukuoka. I don't know. We're going with that, but they're from Japan. <laughs> they started as band 2016. Five years later, this EP came out. They have other music out as well. Uh, we are going to check out a track that features Joe Queer of the Queers on it. The name of the track is called Sit on My Face, Kyoko. So here we go with some born shit stirs. I'm such a sexy bride, horny fucking asshole. Wish I could go one minute without it being my goal. second the song started up to the second that song ended <laughs> just started and it was just boom right there going in your face that was born shit stirs sit on my face okay Kyoto <laughs> <laughs> again that featured Joe Queer uh, go check that out I think there was five tracks on that EP uh, Kate like I said came out less than a year ago check out the band born shit stirs. Uh, we're going to get into some great cover cover albums here in a moment. But before we do, Eric, did you see any live shows this last week? Well, 
just the one, the one that I played. <laughs> and honestly, I was only there for half of it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, this was the uh, show, the third show that the Apathetics played, and that was at the Metro. And we hopped on this show despite the fact that it was a Jordan Clement show, and I've been pretty vocal in my distaste with that man and his uh, really shady way of promoting shows, the whole pay-to-play bullshit. Okay. It's like, you give each band member a set of tickets, and then they have to go out and sell them. I'm like, isn't that your job, you fucking idiot? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he basically was like, yeah, here are all the tickets, and all bands included did not participate. None of them sold tickets, and that was, yeah, that was just out of protest. Okay. And I still hold, I still hold true to that. It's like if he's gonna give us tickets, you guys can sell them, but I'm not. Okay. I'm not. There you go. Stand my ground on that. Anyway, that's not the point. The point was the show. It was pretty good. It was a Sunday night show, so it was mostly just the bands watching the other bands playing, and the few select people that, you know, the in, the individuals invited, and they showed up. I had some friends show up, and they watched me perform, and the Hi-Fi Murder guys had some friends who showed up and watched them perform, and I gotta talk about Hi-Fi Murder. I am so excited that they are playing shows again, and that I got to see them again, because they were always, they were always a blast to see live. They were always so much fun, and I was just happy to be sharing the stage with them once again, this time with their latest lineup. And the crazy thing with the uh, lineup, there is only one original member left. That is the current frontman, who was once the drummer. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, his brother was the vocalist, but he moved to Georgia. Well, that makes it hard. Yeah, it does kind of make it hard. It also makes it hard when when you do move to Macon, Georgia, and really get uh, entrenched in the culture. Right. So... Long story short, he became a Bible thumper. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this, this is stupid. Okay, but regardless, the band had not lost their luster as a result. They are still kicking it. They got they still got Ryan Baldwin on the on the bass, just killing it. And they got Jamie Jameson on their guitar. Jamie, I've seen him and hung out with him when uh, his band Life Has a Way was still a thing. And and then Life Has a Way stopped being a band, and their other guitarist, Kid, he ended up going to uh, the One Too Many's, who he told me are waiting for one of their albums to be shipped to them. They have it on wax, and they are ready awesome. to, and as soon as they have it on hand, they are ready to release it. Yeah, date pending. So that was a nice little bu- that was a nice little scoop that I got. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Yeah, and and I gotta say, Jamie, the last time I saw him, he was. Uh, you know, he was looking very uh, street punk with his, uh, you know, his cutoff shirt and his mohawk. And when I saw him at the show, he looked like a spitting image of Mike Ness. <laughs> he was just wearing the white tank top and the black, uh, the black cargo jeans with a studded belt. And he had his hair all slicked back. Nice. I'm like, dude, you're looking like, you're looking like you're about to sing about ball and chains, man. <laughs> Uh, but he was he was great. He was just uh, ripping on that guitar, just going into some of the little uh, simple yet pulverizing solos. I mean, what else can I say? Hi-Fi Murder, they brought it. After having been a band for 20 years and multiple lineup changes, it's surprising that they are able to still keep going and still sound like they kick fucking ass. That's great. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, as for us, the Apathetics... 
this was a fun one. This was our, uh, this is what we believe to be our best show played thus far. Like I said, it's our third show, our third real show. Well, I'm glad you're not getting worse. <laughs> oh, no. There were a few, uh, they were a few fuck-ups, but of course only we noticed and we did not draw attention to them. So, ergo, no one else noticed. There you go. <laughs> yeah, at least not the people listening. And there were a couple of people there, and they took some really nice photos of us. You can see that on our Instagram and my Instagram and Josh's Instagram and Tyler's and Ben's and Instagram and Facebook. We plastered them all over the place, and they were really, they just made us all look good. Except for, one, except for one photo where it looks like I'm try, trying to squeeze out a hard shit. <laughs> yeah. Every time someone takes a photo of me performing, without fail, there is always at least one where I am just like holding a face like this, just getting all aggressive, and it's like, ugh. looks like I'm uh, looks like I'm having some uh, a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But the show itself, it was great. We had a lot of fun playing that one, and and the people responded like, uh, you know, they were coming up to us telling how good we did, how much how much potential uh, potential that we have, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. I mean, we're planning to take this as as far as it will go. And, yeah, it's just awesome to be performing in a punk band behind my bass again. And, and of course, with Josh. Because me and him, we go back. We drank together. We partied together. <laughs> didn't, didn't smoke together all too much. But, uh, but, yeah, those were some fun times in the suburban hell kill days. And then those days ended. And... Then all this, uh, all this crazy shit happened, and then we reconvened, we got back into music again, and now we have the apathetics. That's awesome. And we are all the better for it. Great. Okay. And I wish I could say more about that show, the Bruce Lee and the Street Fighters and the touring band Jerk from Vegas, who apparently uh, one of the members knows uh, my drummer, Sydney. Okay. Yeah. Because Sydney used to live in Vegas and was uh, playing with bands down there for a while. So, so yeah. She, of course, has a bit of a, a link. Cool. Yeah. But I, didn't sti- but I didn't stick around. I was tired. I was hungry. <laughs> that happens. And it's a, it was a Sunday. That happens. It was a Sunday. And I, all of us had to be up for work early. Some more early than others. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't think you'll be listening to this podcast. But just, uh, you know... Butterfly effect, do your thing. Anyway, that's all I got in terms of uh, shows that I have uh, attended. That was probably my shortest spiel in the past few weeks. Well, we're going to plow right through this section of the show then. Uh, I got a few shows to mention. Uh, if you are near Blue Island, so for, at the Fraternal Order of Eagles, at the FOE, uh, it's on Grove Street in Blue Island. Eric got older, but not this Eric. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Eric played at another fraternal order of the Eagles up in Ogden twice. Right? <laughs> yep, with my band, uh, with two bands I was in, Northlander and Condition One. And yeah, there were hardcore shows, and we played it in a very vast ballroom. <laughs> it was really weird. Nice. Yeah, just about 20-some-odd hardcore kids in this uh, really spacious room. And we're taking all the chairs and just, like, spinning around in them and just having to, just making asses of ourselves. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So that was uh, that's my experience with the foe. 
Well, if you're curious as to where Blue Island is, it is about 60 miles south of Chicago. So it's in Illinois, just a little bit south of Chicago. And at Blue Island, uh, you can see a bunch of great bands. It's going to be August 13th, 10 bucks. Show starts at 5 p.m. You can see Crombies, Fear City, Bad Assets. Go check out Johnny and his band. Also, Fighting for Scraps, Squared Off, Lost Dead, Old Salt. A uh, lot of awesome stuff there. A lot of great bands. Play the majority of those bands on this show. So if you're going to be there uh, just south of Chicago or just Chicago area, right? That ain't that far. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check it out. Go over to the FOE there in Blue Island. Hey, man, 10 bucks. That's awesome. So go check out that show. Then a handful of other shows. You can go see Legion 76. Executors, Ironside, and Little Bambinos this Saturday, the 6th at the Fire in Philly. Show is $15 in advance, $18 the day of the show. So go check that one out. Uh, On August 11, 12, and 13, there'll be a festival in Cumberland, Maryland called Savage Mountain Punk Festival. It'll feature 21 bands. Mephiscopheles will be playing along with uh, bands such as 45 Adapters, Tiger Sex, Loose Coutures, uh Reckless Threat, Chupascabra. A lot of these bands that I mentioned are uh, bands we've played on the show, but there's so many other ones. Like I said, 21 bands amongst those uh, on those days, August 11, 12, and 13. Go look some of those bands up, and you can go see some of the rest. Coming up, another festival, Beach Beer and Chaos, and Beach Beer and Chaos is in Badalona. It'll be in Estra Perto, Badalona. And it's August 18th, 19th, and 20. You can go see bands like Legion 76, The Chisel, Savage Beat, Violent Way, Dying Breed, Stomper 98, Miburo, Hard Cell, Force Majeure, Faction S, Nagon Boys, uh, Top Novel. A lot of great bands. I'm sure they've added more with the three days that are going to be there, but that's a three-day fest. The festival that's coming up soon rebellion festival you can go see arch rivals i've mentioned that before it's this saturday august 6th is the last time you'll be able to see them because i believe that's the last time they will be playing as a band so go see arch rivals i talked about doing kind of like a over on punkadoy worldwide like a show covering a lot of the bands there at rebellion festival because it starts tomorrow the 4th and goes through sunday august 7th I will not have time, so go check out Rebellion Festival. There's a, such a bunch of great bands, and like I said, hopefully next year I will be getting to play there. But another band you should go check out is Battalion Zoska. They're playing Friday the 5th on the Pavilion Stage at 12.30 p.m. I was just talking about Pat. Go say hi to Pat and the band. They'll be there at Rebellion Festival there in Blackpool in the U.K., Oh, man, I wish I was going to go check that one out, but uh, it'll have to be another time. Uh, A couple other shows, Wargraves, Bricks and Mortar, The Graniteers, and Chasms are playing in New Hampshire, and that is Saturday, August 6th at the Shaskeen, which is in Manchester, New Hampshire. So go check that one out. Show starts at 8.30. Go check out our guys in Bricks and Mortar, then you can go check out Ska at the Shore Fest. Also, Mephiscopheles will be playing that. That's August 7th, and that'll be in Atlantic City, New Jersey. 
You can go see the Toasters, Pilfers, Hub City Stompers, Pie Tasters, Mephiscopheles, the Backyard Superheroes, and more. Why not go see Scott at the shore? And then uh, I think this is this might be the last one. Yellow Stitches, Skinhead, Violent Way, Liberty and Justice, Law of Power, and Dry Sockets playing at uh, the First Street Pool and Billiards in L.A., that's August 5th. Go check that show out. A lot of great shows coming up and around. So if they're in your areas or they're close to your areas, you should go travel to them, check them out. Eric, what do you got to add? Just give me one second. Eric is going to need a one second, so go check them out. Again, go check out that Chicago show that's coming up next week at the FOE. A lot of awesome bands. Go say hi to Johnny and Bad Assets, and also go check out uh, Battalion Zosko. Like I said, go check out Pat and the guys. There's so many bands at Rebellion Festival coming up that, I mean, fuck. Uh, you can't go wrong if you're going to be anywhere near there. If you're not, well, do like me and get together. Let me know. Let's get together. Let's get a big group of people together that listen to this show, listen to some great punk music, and let's all travel over to Blackpool next year at this time. I will definitely do some episodes uh, doing previews next year when I'm not in the process of moving. And like Eric has mentioned, we are new recording area and we'll be building a recording area here. So, yeah, do that. Go check out Rebellion. Eric, you're up? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, so a couple of shows are on the... uh Six, and they're kind of a hodgepodge of uh, bands that are more or less uh, cut from the same cloth. You know, just a mix of like a power violence, a hardcore punk, and crossover, but they're in different locations and different lineups, so to speak. Uh, it's not even so to speak. They, there are different lineups. <laughs> On the sixth, over at Black Lung, the bands uh, Lovelace, Badmouth, Dysentery, and Skullfuck will be playing. That will be $10 and starts at 7 p.m. And elsewhere at Aces High, the band Grim Earth will be playing with Narc and Suffocator. That is also $10 and starts at 8 p.m. Then on the 7th, the lovely, talented, and ever so famous, the instigators of surf punk from the OC, Agent Orange, will be playing at Urban Lounge with Decent Criminal. Cool. Yeah. Mind you, Urban Lounge is a bar, so... You know, be 21 and up or have a fake ID if you want to see this. Or (laughs) pose as a roadie. Nice. That's how a few of my friends got in. (laughs) Anyway, that will start at uh, 7 p.m., $16 entry. Not so bad. And on the 8th, show me the body with Soul Glow, Wi-Fi God, and and Wi-Fi God will be playing at the Beehive at 7 p.m. That's $16 in advance, but $20 at the door. I will be going to that. I really, really, really love Show Me the Body. They are one of the they are one of the most unique hardcore crust uh, whatever band you want to call type of band you want to call them. They seem to be a hodgepodge for me personally of crust, hardcore, and industrial. Okay, and they are just so they are out there. Even in their early stuff, there is a bit of there's a bit of semblance of hip hop in there. Nice. Yeah, but it wasn't until Dog Whistle came out that I really like latched on to it. It was like, okay, these guys, you won me over. <laughs> so I'm excited for that one. Uh, on the 10th at the Complex, this is a bit of a strange uh, lineup. Coheed and Cambria will be playing with Alkaline Trio. Huh. Yeah. Weird. And some band called Mothica. I don't, I 
I heard of them either. Yeah, I don't know. But, hey, Alkaline Trio is on there, so it counts as a punk show, I guess. There you go. <laughs> I mean, so... But yeah, a bit of a weird lineup. My drummer of Apathetics, Ben, he is excited as all hell. He loves both of those bands. Ke- Coheed is one of his favorites. So so nice. yeah, he's excited as all hell to be going to that one. And if you are in- and if you guys are interested in either one of those bands, like I said, it'll be at the Complex. Starts at 5 p.m. And it's going to be a hefty uh, $50 to get in. Damn. $50. But then again, you think... It's Coheed and Alkaline Trio. Those are some uh, pretty heavy hitters in the band, in the music world right now. They are, they are revered. You know, people love them. Well, obsessed with them. <laughs> I mean, I've never met a casual Coheed and Cambria fan. I know people who are obsessed with them, and for due reason. I mean, they have a lot going on. They are more than just musicians. They're like a, you know, they make their own comic books, their comic series based off of the stories in their albums. So I'm like, that's There's actually... There's a lot going on there. That is pretty ingenious. Right. And of course, Alkaline Trio, I mean, good Lord, do they have a history. <laughs> they really carved out a niche for themselves. They're pretty much their own subgenre in the punk rock game. That's awesome. That's what I... That's, that's how I see it. Fifty too bad. Uh, I'm going to the Rob Zombie and Mudvayne and Static X and Power Man 5000 show next week freaks on parade and after all the service fees and shit looks like they charge me 8484 so i'm spending over 80 bucks on that show so yeah <laughs> i guess 50 bucks really ain't that bad yeah that really ain't that really ain't that bad <laughs> I, i'm not even close because i'm going to the usana amphitheater and uh, i didn't pay it was like 100 and i don't know 100 and something dollars for general admission to get into the pit area so uh i thought nah i'm I'm gonna spend a little bit less money i want to go see him but not that badly (laughs) (laughs) right i understand that anyway that's all the shows that i got for uh this week next week from the 12th to the 15th is going to be there are two to three shows happening every day from the 12th of the 15th that's like, a lot. That's from what awesome. I, from what I have right here, two shows on the 12th, two, three on the 13th, two on the 14th, and one on the 15th. So that's going to be a busy, busy weekend for Salt Lake. Yeah, it is. But and, and for good reason. There are some really great names, some really great bands that are coming through, both of, both of metal and punk and hardcore. So... If you're a listener to this show, you know that we play a little bit of all of that and then some. Right. So you're bound to you're bound to be excited for at least one of these upcoming shows, but that's not till uh, next week. So use this week as sort of like a some prep time. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, go check out some shows. We gave you a list of shows if you're in our area or if you're all over the planet. And if you got shows you want to plug, let us know because we want to know. You know, even though we can't get to all the shows, definitely want to talk about them and uh, hear people's stories about them. Eric, let's get into this great cover, cover albums. What do you got? What do I got? If you mentioned at the top of the show, I was going to be talking about a certain album that came out just a few days ago. It came out on the, uh, what was it? Last the 29th. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Just last Friday at the tail end of July. And that album is Roman Candle from Funeral Chic. I have uh, I played their singles on this show that were like a, that were like teasing the album release, and I have uh, 
I have expressed my excitement for it multiple times, and now I'm going to be expressing to it in its full fervor right here. Roman Candle, oh, it's a great album. It's a great album, and it's a different album. For one, um, compared to their uh, album that they released uh, previous to this in 2018, Superstition, that is clocking in at 32 minutes with 14 tracks. But if you look at <clears throat> Roman Candle, it's 10 songs, but it clocks in at zero minutes. <laughs> no, not zero minutes. 36 minutes. So kind of uh, kind of uh, gives you an idea of what to be expecting from this. And there are longer songs, but they also are changing their sound a little bit. If you've been following Funeral Shake... Uh, Funeral chic for the past few years. Side note: Have you? Do you ever hear anybody call him funeral chick? I did. Okay, <laughs> I did once. Funeral chick. That was yeah. My discovery of that band was when they played with Integrity at the Urban Lounge a few years back. Okay, with the uh, with Toke. I, I thought that was such a weird lineup. You have Funeral Chick, which is this is grimy, uh, grindy, crust punk type of. Uh, type act they're a they're a bit all over the place i'll get to that in a minute but then you have toke which is just straight stoner rock and you have integrity which is like 90s hardcore music whose later catalog is dipping into a lot of uh, black metal territory okay so uh, you gotta love those mixed bills i know i do and seeing funeral chic at that at that show really made me a fan because they had awesome. such an interesting sound and yeah, let me uh, get into talking about that. Hatred Swarm was them being a bit more on the black metal side. You know, they still had a bit of a grindcore quality to them and a bit more of the crust. And if you listen to enough uh, crust punk, you you, you kind of get the feeling that there is a lot of uh, Norwegian influence in there. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily by the uh, wrong bands, hopefully. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Varg. <laughs> Anyway, Superstition, that was a bit more on the, uh, it was implementing a bit more groove, but also a bit more thrash and a bit more of their uh, grind, kind of uh, leaving black metal to the wayside and really creating a nice, uh, uh, a more gruff hardcore album, like traditional hardcore punk. It had those little thrashy rhythms in there. It just had like a, it had the speed and veracity of a song you'd sooner hear on a, uh, on like a Bad Brains or a Minor Threat record. And what were they singing about? Oh, occultist shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're really uh, they're really forward with uh, that front. Anyway, with Roman Candle, they sound more like they're dipping their toes into their rock and roll influences. Huh. Yeah, like it still sounds like funeral chic, like it's coming out through their filter. You can't mistake it. But there are some songs with a bit more groove and a bit more like uh, melodic riff segments. And okay. one of the songs that I have chosen on here, it will, yeah, you will hear it. But yeah, they have like a whole, out of all the 10 songs on here, I mean, I had a hard time choosing a few of them. That's how you know it's a great cover to cover album, Ex it's when you have a hard time picking. Exactly. And we've, we've said that a lot on this show. Yep. But yeah, they have songs on here. Even the titles, Built to Love. You can hear that coming off of any hair metal album that came out circa 86 or 87. <laughs> yeah. Built to Love. And then they have the song that follows that, Born to Kill. Okay. Nice. We're kind of uh, switching it up there. And that's the beauty of this one. And then they have songs like uh, The Last Line Blues. 
and yep, it is just a really heavy blues track. It's like that. It's that classic blues rhythm. Boom, 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 and it's just hammering away. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I see what you guys are doing. It's basically like a funeral chic. Did not change their style, but changed their trajectory. Okay, it's like, yeah, we're going. We're just gonna do classic rock in our style. And that's basically what we got with the Roman Candle. But that's not to say that you're hearing like a grimy version of ACDC or whomever. You know, the first song is exemplary to that. Satisfaction. This is a long song, but it is fast. It is thrashy. And wouldn't you know it? There's a saxophone solo at the end of it. Yes. Yeah. A saxophone solo. This is like going up. This is going up to fear. This is going up to fishbone. This is going out to the Stooges. You know, 1970 with that disjointed saxophone playing at the just carrying that song out. I mean, if you remember uh, a few months ago, I played that song on this on this podcast. So it that's what it reminded me of. Awesome. And yeah, Stooges were more closely related to classic rock in that album too, as opposed to just what was going to become punk, right. pretty much. So yeah, this is a. Uh, there's a lot of uh, threads getting crossed here. So let's uh, forget about what I just said. Don't <laughs> don't ram your brains too hard on what I'm saying. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. But Satisfaction is a great song. So let's listen to that great song. <laughs> Give me something 
Yeah, you really didn't get much of that in Superstition. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's the thing that I'm getting at. This, uh, there are about a different trajectory taken on this record. They're just like piling on. Well, maybe piling on is not a... Not a correct analogy. It just sounds like they're throwing it in there. No, they're p- carefully placing it as like a, yeah, this will put them through a bit of a ringer. And yeah, it's putting me through a fucking ringer because I'm like, <laughs> huh, this sounds like they're getting a little uh, experimental. And probably the best comparison I have, whereas like a, uh, the f- the first album that I, whose name I just barely forgot. I had it right in front of me. <laughs> Come on, come back with the title Hatred Swarm. There we go. Okay. Yeah, whereas Hatred Swarm was reminding me more of like, uh, more of the likes of uh, the sounds of Gorgoroth and Mayhem, ever so slightly. And Superstition was reminding me more of, uh, you know, the crossover era <clears throat> from uh, punk to uh, thrash. You can, uh, you can put like a, you know, say like your average uh, Chromag song or your Crumb Suckers or. Even a bit of nuclear assault, but this one just makes me sound, it sounds a bit more like a scaled back, at least as far as riffs go, high on fire. Okay. The guitar tone is uh, similar, and the riffs, while not as slow and sluggish from as uh, the ones emanating off of Matt Pike's selective axe, they still have that they still just kind of have that call to it. So I guess, uh, by extension, this sounds a bit more like a Sabbath okay. <laughs> than it does of any of the other <laughs> ones I... any of the other bands I had mentioned for their previous two albums. So it's really it's really cool to get to see this uh, little evolution of Funeral Shake, album per album. That's so, awesome. So yeah, and if you don't believe me that this one sounds a bit more uh, rock and roll, if that wasn't, if satisfaction wasn't enough to give you that, then <clears throat> Two Headed Dog, the album closer, this weirdly enough reminded me of of all songs. You give love a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way that the flow and the groove was structured. All I could think about was just how. Just how that opening riff comes in, you know, okay. after the chorus comes in, the it's very, very similar. But of course, it's not as melodic. It is just very, you know, gruff. I'm excited to hear it because I haven't heard the, any of the tracks until that one for Funeral Chic, and so this will be the second one off the album. Yep, two headed dog. This is this is about as rock and roll as Funeral Chic has gotten. Apart from uh, Last Line Blues, which, by the way, that saxophone comes back in that song. <laughs> it doesn't go away. It's like, nah, I'm still here. Yeah, but cool. it does It does set an ominous mood. And I, yeah, I really appreciate that about this album. So, so yeah, here is, uh, yeah, get ready to rock out. This is Two-Headed Dog. <laughs>
you see. <laughs> you give love a bad name. You gave a dog a bad name. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I mean by funeral chic getting a, li- mo- a bit more in touch with their uh, rock and roll roots. And I feel like it's always been there, but it's now a bit more blatant in this album. Right. So, but yeah, like I said, I love watching how their evolution is, uh, has been uh, going the past few years. And honestly, I think that, I think they're uh, pretty prosperous in that sense. I haven't heard a thing that I hate by Funeral Chic, and this album is no exception. I really loved every song on this one. They're still, they still got that rough and tumble edge to them. They still feel like they're rolling around in the dirt. Nice. <laughs> and just in the, uh, yeah, in the context of the last song, and really kind of this whole album, it's just painting this picture of their singer uh, looking like the. Looking like the guy who's playing a backyard show and like the just draped in the American flag wearing nothing but an American flag thong singing "I want to fuck a duck." Oh yeah, yeah, that, that guy. was uh, God. What is that? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Go on, don't let me slow the show down. I, I I'll probably think of it. I was tra- I was trying to remember the uh, name myself. It's something. I'm, I'm gonna fucking look it up right now. What a fuck, Doug. <laughs> yeah, that dude was funny. He actually, you could hire him to play shows. He's from Texas. And uh, uh, I think that he was wearing a Texas flag with a, a little American flag, little bikini, or maybe it was the other way around where he's wearing a Texas flag and he was wearing uh, a little thong of the vice versa. I don't remember. But yeah. I remember in the video, the dude coming up and like, Checking to see if he had a sock stuffed in there or something. <laughs> they were playing like a backyard yep. show. <laughs> and they were like super, super simple. Simple, simple drum kit and uh, a couple strings on like a bass. Pretty much. Uh, goat and your mom. That's what it is. Goat and your mom. Yes. Because right. uh, goat stands for God of all Texas. <laughs> god of all texas yes oh my god goat and your mom and uh your mom stands for goat and your mom so uh monsters of mayhem i think is what the the mom stands for oh okay huh well this is getting really strange <laughs> we got very sidetracked there with goat and your mom yeah so but yeah, but that's he has more songs. Just so you know, there's several others. It's not just the "Quack Like a Duck" song. Yeah, "Quack Like a Duck." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just his runaway his runaway single. Yes, but, but yes, listening to Funeral Chic, it does kind of give that backyard vibe, where it's like you feel like there's a cooler of beer, a grill going on somewhere, and you're just seeing like a bunch of uh, you're just seeing like a bunch of uh, rednecks and camo hats, just kind of a. Uh, Rocking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not too far away. I mean, these guys are hailing from the south. They're from North Carolina. Right. And it, yeah, it looks like I'm going to be staying there for a minute in the in regards to this episode. Because, yeah, my next the, my next pick is from someone who is from Georgia. Right. So, yeah. But we will get to that pretty soon. So, Funeral Chic, Roman Candle, if you haven't listened to it, you're doing yourself a disservice, buddy. Listen to it. <laughs> I mean, you listen to part of it. The rest of the album is awesome. Well, speaking of good stuff you should listen to, Cranked Up. They're from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. As I was alluding to earlier, Pat shared some a bunch of music to, with us. And this 
uh, album Cranked Up. The album's called A Call for Solidarity. It was released on Creep Records way back in 2002. And I definitely recommend you go checking it out. Uh, otherwise, why would I be playing it as a great cover-to-cover album, right? Again, the band's from Philly. I played a track from this on an episode I did years ago. I think it was in 2020. Maybe it was over on Punkadoy Worldwide. And I played the track all fucked up. And then Pat shared the album. And uh, coincidentally, I'd already played a track. But it's an awesome album. And we're going to play a couple others. I recommend All Fucked Up uh, because it's an awesome track. But we're going to listen to some other tracks. First, let's get into Don't Need Your Culture. We're going to start off the tracks with the one that wraps up the album. It's an eight-track LP, so let's get into Don't Need Your Culture. This is Cranked Up. What'd you think? 
Well, I'd say that these guys got more crank than that uh, soldier gentleman who kept requesting people to watch him roll, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, these guys do crank it. Is that what the youth say? Is that what the youth said? Actually, I was the youth back when that song would all up in here. <laughs> yeah, you were you were very young. You you probably didn't hear this when it first came out, my guess. I did not hear this. <laughs> I did not hear cranked up. I heard crank dat. Yeah. Everybody heard that song and everybody remembers it. <sighs> <laughs> So, thanks for that. But cranked up. That was good. These guys are good. Yes. Great stuff. Uh, Again, it's an 8-track LP. Go check out A Call for Solidarity. Uh, The band, they feature members of other Philadelphia bands, such as Violent Society. Pat was in that one. Bomb Squadron. 2.5 Children Incorporated. And Super High Five. 2.5 Children. That's a pretty funny name. That band I, and Super High Five, I am not personally familiar with, but Bomb Squadron and Violent Society, I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it gives me some other bands to go check out some cool music, as I do like Cranked Up. I, you know, I like Violent Society and Bomb Squadron, so it's not surprising. Uh, a Call for Solidarity again it came out in two thousand and two uh, on a different show. I played All Fucked Up. We have now played Don't Need Your Culture. So track one and track eight. Let's play something in the middle. This one is track three. It's called Guilty Conscience. So let's play another one. Here we go.
this is some good street rock and roll. Oh, yeah. I just love that little vibrato he gives at the very end. Strong. Right? Yeah, I have to tap the... Yeah, I have to tap the voice box to do that. Strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Cranked up. Uh, I want to thank Pat again. And just stay tuned for future episodes. A lot of cool stuff coming out. Or we're going to be playing anyway. Uh, from Creep Records, Violated Records. Eric, we're going to wrap up this show. Uh, you're wrapping it up with something a little different than you normally wrap it up with. Yes, very different. And <laughs> as I said earlier, this uh, in a weird way ties in with uh, the Forum Walters. So the last show that they uh, played here, this is back in uh, 2014, they played at what was the Shred Shed, which was just across the street from the Heavy Metal Shop. Okay. Yeah, great venue. Saw a lot of great, fun shows there, one of which was uh, the Queers and Teenage Bottle Rocket. Awesome. And I think that was the wildest show I had been to there. It's also my first time, the first venue I saw a cult leader perform. Awesome. And I think I said that story on the show before, but it was their EP release for, uh, yeah, for the e- the show, for the EP release of Nothing For Us Here. Okay. And me and my friend, we were just uh, skating downtown and we heard the music and we're like, wait a minute, what is this? And we just watched from the outside for a little bit. And that was my first time hearing cult leader. I'm like, oh, this is a new type of heavy. Holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a uh, that's a bit of an abridged history with the uh, Shred Shed. Anyway, so the, the Forum Walters, what we didn't know was going to be their last show in Salt Lake. <clears throat> they they killed it. They had they killed the entire set. And and a lot of my friends were opening up for them, including Problem Daughter. Cool. So, of course, I was there. And. And yeah, the Forum Walters, they're about to take the stage. They get their, get all the gear set up. They're doing the sound check and testing the guitar, testing the bass, testing the drums. All right, mic check. One, two, three. And the lead singer, he gets up to the microphone. And the first thing you hear is, what is the vocal intro of this song, (laughs) of this song that I'm about to play? So... Walks up to the mic and what's the first thing you hear?
Classic right there. Such great rock and roll sound, and especially from way back in 1957. Oh, yeah. 1957. And if you don't know who that is, that was Little Richard. Right? Pioneer in music. I mean, origins in the music that we listen to, right? All start stemming from rock and roll music that was coming out in the 50s, and it weaved its way, and morphed just like things do but it's because of music like that oh yeah and yeah and little richard he held the he held the cornerstone of uh, rock and roll in fact he was uh, there was a bit of rivalry going on between well, pretty much all the artists in the 50s right and the, and little richard was always coming at like saying oh yeah chuck berry and buddy holly they all ripped me off <laughs> it's like i was there in the beginning i'm like okay richie nobody cares <laughs> But what's interesting is, like, in the early days of rock and roll, the uh, cornerstone of the sound was all based on piano. And, yeah, that was Little Richard, including uh, Jackie Brenston and probably the most famous, Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, okay. Yep. The guys who wrote The Great Balls of Fire. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Those were were guys who made their living off of uh, singing over playing piano. And when everyone would think of rock and roll, that was the first instrument they would think of. Until Chuck Berry came along and really just kind of uh, made it all about the guitar. And yeah, rock and roll has uh, never since uh, left that. Right. (laughs) Yeah, although some rock bands that followed, uh, they did incorporate the the likes of uh, the keyboards and organs in their sound. You know, you think of... You think of Light My Fire by The Doors, you think of Inagata Da Vida, and you think of some of the backing uh, backing piano and organ tracks of Smoke on the Water. There were still bands that incorporated that. Oh, even Zeppelin did. Their most famous song has an organ in it. <laughs> yeah. And then also uh, Black Mountain Hop. You remember that one? Down, down, do, 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 do. Yes. So yeah, the piano is not quite... Uh, you know, nixed from rock and roll at that point. It was uh, it was mostly in the 80s that the piano was getting swapped out for the synth. <laughs> you know? Probably the last uh, well-known uh, song with a piano in it would probably be uh, Bad Out of Hell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, look, but yeah, that's uh, that is something that we still like to... Uh, that I still like to bring attention to is that rock and roll wasn't always about the guitar. Right. You know, it was all about, it was all about showmanship. I mean, before Jimi Hendrix lit his guitar on fire, Jerry Lee Lewis lit his piano on fire. (laughs) Yeah, that's a real thing. Look it up. Nice. He was doing that to kind of upstage Chuck Berry. So, yeah, the rivalry runs pretty damn deep. So yeah, Little Richard, Tutti Frutti. It's not an original song. He did cover it. I can't remember uh, from which artist, but that was commonplace in the 50s. Everyone was covering everything. I mean, come on. Elvis Presley made his living off of doing blues covers and just whiten it up for everybody. Yeah, right? Oh, God. Oh, shit. But quite an interesting time, but an important time nonetheless. 
And those rockers are only beholden to the span of 1950 to 1959 because when the 60s struck and the Beatles came in, all bets were off. The Beatles uh, just totally left everything uh, by the wayside. Right. And the fi- and the rockers from the 50s, oh, they got pretty weird. And uh, very creepy. If you know some of the stories of like a Chuck Berry opening up a restaurant and videotaping all the women in the bathroom and Jerry Lee Lewis... Uh, Marion, his cousin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were not exactly the uh, brightest bulbs. <laughs> yeah, and not exactly the most uh, revered of people. As musicians, that's a different story. Yes, they are important to the music industry, but as people, you'd, I'd keep my distance. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And thankfully, we can keep a, great, keep a great deal of distance from those guys, as most of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> True. Including the yeah, including little Richard. He uh yeah, when did he pass away? He passed away just a couple years ago in Nashville. Yep. Yep. In twenty twenty. Little Richard went down and brought his piano with him. Dang it. <clears throat> but we'll still listen to Tutti Fruity all the way. Right? Good. Yeah, gotta love Tutti Fruity. But yeah, I wish that the Forum Walters actually did cover that song. That would have been funny. That would have been funny if that's what they would have kicked their set off with. Yep. But that's what he was doing for uh Mike Check. One, two, one, bop, baloo, bop, balam, bop, bop. That's a cool mic check. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I had that stuck in my head, and I figured, yeah, you know what, I'm going to play Little Richard on this fucking episode. Why not? <laughs> hey, a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss there, to, you know, so good choice, different choice. My choice is, again, sticking with new metal, because that's what I've been doing and will continue to do for at least another couple months. <laughs> but this particular new metal track is a band that will be playing next week on that show I was just talking about, and I talked about it last week too. Haven't played them in quite some time. Uh, big fan of Static X. Obviously, you know, without Wayne Static, it's not the same, but I'm still I'm excited to go check them out. When they did their first reunion tour, and had zero playing. They didn't come to Salt Lake, so I didn't get to see it. So I'm happy that they are coming to Salt Lake on the Freaks on Parade tour. We're going to play a track. If you're unfamiliar with them, they originated from L.A. and started in 94. Had a hiatus in 2010. Wayne Static passed away in 2014. Halting any uh, of the original band members, all of them anyway, getting together. But you have most of the original band playing with zero on vocals. Their second full-length album came out in 2001, and it was called Machine. And I've liked all of their albums, uh, just big Static X fan personally, mm. but I like Machine and haven't played something off of it yet, so we're going to get into it. And why not the title track, because it's pretty awesome. Uh, Static X is kind of your branching out of new metal into your industrial metal type sounds, I suppose. Yeah. But still in that same era, people listening to new metal, listening to Static X, as I did. And here we go with Machine. We've entered a shadow zone. <laughs>
So what are you? Uh, are you a Static X fan? I think we've probably talked about this before, but we yeah we touched on it a little bit. I think you played a Static X song a while once. ago. I, yeah. I think I played Push It uh, off of their, yeah. their first album, Wisconsin Death Trip. But that's why I wanted to focus on something not off of Wisconsin Death Trip. Yeah, that would uh, yeah that's what I remember. And yeah, Static X. I wouldn't say that I'm a fan, but I was a casual listener back in the day. I came a little late to the uh, party. The first album that I heard was the then newly released Cannibal. Okay. So I listened to that album a ton, and yeah, it's got a lot of great hits on there. The title track and Destroyer were uh, huge standouts to me. Right. And and of course, in the in the days of YouTube, it was like a uh, it was like a rite of passage to watch the music video, and that was my first. Sight of Wayne Static, you know, his famous hair. Yes. Just going straight up. I go, okay, okay, I could get behind this. Yes. And yeah, the music was cool and the and yeah, the songs were songs were pretty brutal. I think <laughs> my the, hair's starting to get long enough. I'm getting close to where I could pull off a, a Wayne Static look. Oh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> do the static. Yeah. So yeah, I listened to a bit of a uh, a bit of Static X, but it was mostly stuff from that album and the live album that followed. Okay. The uh, Cannibal Killers Live. I think that's what it was called. Okay. That's awesome. Well, yeah. then you're not as familiar with Machine, so there you go. you got to listen to something you probably weren't so familiar with, Machine. Precisely. <laughs> it's good stuff. Go check out Static X. Uh, hopefully get to see him on tour like I'm going to next week. Eric, we're going to wrap up the show. That's all she wrote. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at picture underscore frame underscore seduction underscore, at crazy in the brains, at the forum Walters, at born underscore shit underscore stirs, at funeral chic, at static X official. The show is at slcpunkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Get back there. there we go. <laughs> he's going to get it right this week, everybody, because he's got his phone. His phone's got some juice. I know. But will it be fast? <laughs> there we go. You can find my band on Instagram and Facebook at anonymous underscore band official and at anonymous SLC, respectively. You can listen to us on our band camp at anonymousslc.bandcamp.com. You can find The Apathetics, my other band, on Instagram at theapathetics.slc and on Facebook at theapathetics, all one word. Or eh, just type it in two words. You'll see us. Yep. <laughs> and you'll see all it's the lovely the band photos. band picture, yeah. Yeah, you'll see all the lovely photos of us that were taken at our show this Sunday. So, yeah, we look good. We look real good. <laughs> you can find my uh, other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. Uh, episode four is still in the works, writing it out. It's coming. And you can follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. Nice. Well, the bands are on, found on Facebook at defcon.0.london at pfsuk82. At Crazy and the Brains, at The Forum Walters, at Born Shitsters, at Funeral Chic NC. Cranked Up's got a page. Then there is at Static X, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you for tuning in, uh, checking out some cool tracks with us. Go check out the bands that you enjoy. Go follow on their social medias. The least we can do is follow them on their social medias. Go follow them on their band camp if you like it. Mm -hmm. Help them out. 
buy some tracks, helps them to create and record new tracks when people are buying their current tracks and albums and wherever else you can get the stuff. And if you're in Europe, you're lucky because there's a lot of great record labels and it costs a shit ton of money to get that shit shipped over here currently. I liked it before the fucking pandemic when it wasn't uh, so terrible to get your shit shipped. Anyway, Eric, any final thoughts uh, for wrap-up show? Uh, yes. One... I got to uh, bring up the Little Richard song again. I had it backwards. That is an original song. He did write it, okay. but it was covered by Elvis. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah. Remember what I said? Everyone covers everything, and Elvis probably being the most infamous. Yes. <laughs> yep. Elvis Presley didn't go too far back to cover that one. He gave a cover of it, a, a shorter version, albeit, uh, two years after its release in 1956. Funny, I've never heard that one, and I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many singles that have come out in in the fifties, right? <laughs> and also, I do have a funny story regarding the song uh, "Crank That Soldier Boy." Nice. If you rem- if uh, you guys of uh, my generation remember the days of Crunk uh, Core and MySpace and Crab Core and uh, shit like that, there was a band called I Set My Friends on Fire that had. Uh, that had really stupid song titles and just really outlandish uh, performances. They were pretty fun for what they for what they were. They were a sort of MySpace hype band, and one of the famous moments was when they did a a you know a core cover of "Crank That Soldier Boy." <laughs> so it's like "Crank That Soldier Boy, Watch Me Roll, Crank That Soldier Boy, Roll." <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it was, and it's. It's ridiculous. It's kind of a it's kind of a song to go back and listen to and laugh at in a fit of nostalgia. But this is where that song sits in my mind. There was a uh, my friends and I we stayed after school to uh, to try out for the talent show, kind of as a joke. We didn't really know what we were gonna do, and we're like, well, let's just uh, have them play that uh, crank that song, and we'll just get up on stage and do some interpretive dance. All right, so we did that. Got up on stage. And then the song starts uh, playing, and we're just, like, dancing around, having a fun time. And then I see my two friends at the end of the auditorium behind all the seating, and they're pointing at me and laughing at me. I go, (laughs) you motherfuckers, you just left me up here by myself to embarrass myself? (laughs) I hate this. These were were talent show tryouts, so it was just like, yeah, sure, we'll we'll try out. (laughs) And, And... Obviously, we uh, did not get picked to join the talent show, and I was kind of bummed out. I was like, oh, come on. I could have made an ass of myself in front of the entire school. But, yeah, honestly, they could tell that this wasn't prepped at all. Nice. It was funny. So, yeah, that's how, uh, that's how Crank That by Soldier Boy is stuck in my head, and now we've grown up and become soldier men. There you go. Yep. And on that note, play the fucking outro. (laughs) 